Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Hey, Matt, back at it again. Oh, man, I love this. There's a few things I like. I like that I get to introduce people to the people who are listening that they really should know. Right. You know, that this is a very cool, wonderful person. You've been here the whole time. The presence of the Lord just fills this room up it really so does. much of the time. And I have every anticipation that that's going to happen today as we are introduced to Miguel Nixon Cordoba. Miguel, welcome. welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just start off with your story of how you came to the Lord and all of that. I'd, I'd just like to know off the bat because I don't really think I know. It's going to start with my company. First, my introduction, I guess, was my coworker. I'm suffering from a kidney disease. Mm -hmm. So my coworker, he saw me down. I would have my doctor appointments on the phone because it was during COVID. And after my appointments, I would be tearing up because it's pretty much every month is just showing my kidney decline mm -hmm. and my health decline. So um, he would come and he would tell me that God could heal me. Jesus could heal me. And I would be so mad because I'd be like, the statistics are 100% that I'm going to have kidney failure. I'm going to be sick. Everyone with my disease goes down this path. How can you tell me that? And I would get so mad. I mean, he would, his name was Franco. He'd he'd back off, and he'd 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 wait another two three days, and then he'd come at me again when I was down, <laughs> and he'd like, you know, Jesus could take care of that for you. <laughs> so we went through that for a while, and then uh, I moved to El Cajon off of Bradley, and I I was working a lot, and I'm feeling down, and work's trying to keep me busy, but the haunting of my sickness is always there. And I'm working late hours and I'm passing foothills and I, something just kept calling me and telling me like, just stop buying your work clothes. Just, just stop by. No one's going to care. Like if, what you look like, what you dress, just stop. And then my friend kept telling me about God and Jesus. And then his mom started praying for me. And, <laughs> and then, uh, so I was, I like these guys. Yeah. I would watch my, uh, YouTube videos and, um, I started watching cause I, the world was, a lot of things were happening in the world and I started paying attention to politics and then I started noticing that, wait a minute, I side with uh, conservative Christians. It was a common thing, always these people, they were Christians and conservatives. So when I was watching my YouTube videos, all of a sudden, Neil popped up on his commercial and he's like, so Neil Hoffman, yeah, Neil Hoffman. He's like, come down, come to Foothills. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's the church I pass. <laughs> and so then that was that calling. Then, um, we had this job in La Mesa. And finally I, I told my friend, we were standing outside the people's house. And I told him, you know what? I have this calling to go to church. And I have this, it keeps telling me to go to this church. And he's like, what church do you think about going to? And I look to the neighbor and they have a foothill sign. And I'm like, foothills? Everywhere I go, <laughs> uh, everywhere, it's always there. And it's, something's calling me. So he said, well, this Sunday, let's go. And the Sunday I walked in, it was the guitar and the drum. I felt it through my body. And the message was so powerful. And I just knew this was my home. From the first day I walked in, I just knew pe people talking to me, saying hi to me. 
And at the same time, no pressure. It was just a feeling I had never felt before and that came over me. So. I know when I first met you and you seemed like family right off the bat. I don't know if you get that a lot, but you're a really likable guy. Maybe it's just your personality, but there was just a connection that was there. And I remember you told me a story about the disease you have and other members of your family had it too, right? Yeah, it's uh, my dad's side. Out of four brothers, three of them had it and my grandpa have it. So it's almost every male gets it. Yeah. Yes. Well, when you came in, you came into a baptism class. How long after it was you came to the baptism class? I would say it was probably about four or five months. Oh, so with the baptism, what had happened was my declining was getting worse and worse, and I was getting more sick, and they wanted to perform surgery on me. So I didn't want to have any knife, any cutting, anything happen to me until I was saved. You know, I already had believed, and I, I didn't want to... Uh, die as a sinner and then um i wanted to marry my wife i didn't want my if anything were to happen i didn't want her to bury me a boyfriend <laughs> uh. so um i had put off the surgery i looked up the baptism mm -hmm. and so i was going to do the surgery after the baptism and so it was on a thursday i had got married that sunday i got baptized and it was funny because my health was deteriorating so bad my kidney function was about at a 11% and I was pale and I had been pushing it off for a long time because I was nervous. I've never had a surgery or anything and I've been putting it off saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I can keep working. And by then I couldn't hold on anymore. So for me to admit to my wife and my coworkers that, hey, this is time after the baptism, I'm going to go forward with this. And so I get married Thursday, baptized Sunday. Monday, I wake up alive. I wake up full of energy. I can't even explain the life I felt inside me. And my appointment was Tuesday to go in and start talking about prepping for surgery. And so all Monday, I'm wondering, how do I tell my wife I'm going to postpone? And I was like, I just went for the last two months telling her that it's my time's up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I and so we're driving Tuesday to the doctor's. And finally, I just want to tell her before we get there, I don't think I'm going to go through it. I think I have some more time left in me. And she's like, not again, not again. <laughs> and then, uh, so I told her, let's just see what the doctor says. Let's just see what doctor says. You know, I'm even worse than 11%. And the doctor walks in. First thing he says is, I don't know what happened. <laughs> right. I don't know, but you stabilized. You jumped up your kidney perfunction 2%. He's all, you went from 11 to 13 and everything else stabled. And then I looked at her. She looked at me and I just, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank God. Because I want to tell my side of this story. Some people don't know this, but I'm like the cowboy at the baptism. Yeah. Sometimes I get to teach the class <laughs> and I do it with Jim, but I really, really love praying for people who are getting baptized. And so I prayed for a healing. I remember praying for you. And I oh, remember wow. you telling me really? later 
dude, I'm doing a lot better. You didn't even have to go on dialysis at that point, right? No. I, and you were headed for it. Yeah, I was headed right there and then. Yeah. And I was supposed to be on it in uh, December, and this is March, you yeah. know? So, yeah. Wow. Well, then the other thing that's cool part of the backstory on this is that I have a really good friend, Mike Atkinson. Shout out to you, bro, with your brand new kidney you got a while back. And he educated me to this whole process. And because he got one from somebody and he's great friends with the person that donated a kidney, he got a kidney replacement. And so Mike Atkinson never does anything partway. He educates other people and blesses all sorts of people. He's the king of plumerias. I mean, he never does anything small. <laughs> he's incredible. And so when he educated me, one of the things that he told me is, you know what? Churches have this community of people, people who people love and they know, and there's people who are brave and who will make that sacrifice to, because it could be scary to give away a kidney, you know? Right. It could, right? Yeah. yeah. It's scarier to have to lose one, right? So, so he said, I said, okay, well, I'm going to start an organ transplant ministry. At oh, the my goodness. So we did it. I had a couple of guys in my home group at the time that needed kidneys. Both of them did. And I want to shorten this up, but somebody's mom got brutally beaten and run over by a car. She tried to break up a drug deal. This was all during the same time. And so her son calls up and asks if I'll come and pray for his mom. And he says, and we want to give all our organs away. We want this death to have meaning. So I'm in the lobby brokering out organ parts like to my two guys that need kidneys and so they weren't a match it didn't work mm -hmm. but one of them did get a kidney he there was some difficulties he had cancer and so he couldn't be moved up the list or anything so anyway she did and she helped somebody else but they told me hey if somebody donates a kidney then it doesn't have to go to the person that they want it to go to. If they say, listen, this is who I want to give it to. I want to give it to Miguel. Then they can, if it's not a match, they can give it to somebody else. But Miguel goes, boom, to the top of the list. Oh, really? And like gets the next kidney that matches for him. So I didn't know any of that. We had a meeting and people came. And uh, my good friend, Tom, the trail runner, goes, well, I'll give him a kidney. He's never met Miguel. Miguel's never met him. He's just this kind of guy. When you're talking about a generous person, yeah, I'll give him a kidney. And so we're in that process right now. Wow. The Lord led you to a church that believed in healing prayer. Some stuff happened and that it was one, one of the rare churches that has a organ transplant ministry going on. <laughs> and so we're in the process of that right now, right? Yeah. Praise no, the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. It's, it, that's awesome. I, the Lord, um, now that I look back at everything, He planned this so well, and I'm so thankful and appreciative that before I gave myself to the Lord and before I was loyal and He saw something in me or He He's always been there for me, but now I see He put me in El Cajon. He gave me a wife that my wife is amazing. She yeah. does my dialysis at night. I come home. It's manual. I come home. And I'm tired. I work 10, 12 hour days. I come home, my dialysis take five hours. They're manual exchanges. And I eat dinner and I fall asleep and she's up till midnight doing my dialysis. Yeah. And so he gave me this wife that I'm so grateful for, Alex. I love you. <laughs> and then he also put me with this company that I'm with that put me on the path to find God. And that also the owner, he's uh, anytime I, I'm sick or um, I have to do surgery or whatever, he 
he takes care of me and he takes care of my family. I want you to to tell the name of your company because if they've got guys like you and Franco working there, I know this is a good company. So do a commercial for them real quick. <laughs> it's uh, KM Services and um, the owner's Kurt Miller and and he's an amazing man that, like I said, at my dialysis clinic, they told me as soon as I started dialysis and I got my surgery, they pulled me aside and they asked me, are you being bullied? Are you being pushed out of your company? And I looked at them with this <laughs> confused face and I'm like, what do you mean? I, I was out for two weeks with my surgery and he covered, he paid my payroll. And, oh, and, then, and then she's like, well, that's not normal. She says, normally, as soon as they find out you're on dialysis, they weed you out. And then I, I'm like, wow. it's only through God's grace and God's amazing planning that he set all this up and put me with the church, put me in the baptism class where I met you. And I mean, everything's changed. I mean, that day I got baptized. My son got baptized with me. My brother got baptized yeah. with me. I mean, I got to tell you, man, you guys had a whole table. And I go, yeah. I got to go meet these guys at this <laughs> table because some of our baptisms are like 35, 65 people. And, you know, you can get to know somebody. And so when I saw the influence, the people that you had influenced at that table, those people love you. Mm. So tell me about that. In fact, other people came back and got baptized, a recent baptism. Yeah. So how's that work for you? I mean, you're like the new Franco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, luckily, you know, like before I said, I used to cry about them after my appointments and about my sickness, and it made me sad. And now that I've learned that it's actually something great, it's a way to glorify God. Um, everyone at work and these construction job sites and the companies we work for, subcontractors we have, they've known my story for the last two years, that I've got sick, that I have this, that I'm going with dialysis. And so you know, sometimes it's, it's two months when I see people, three months, you know, depending on the different jobs and when they come back around. So they see me, they see me full of life, working, working as hard as I do. And then they come up to me and they ask me, you know, how, how are you here? How are you able to work? And it's, that's my opportunity to tell them my testimony and tell them that it's not my strength. It's God's strength, God's grace, God's mercy. It's, it's all Him. You know, that's why I'm here. And even at the darkest or whatever you're going through, everything's possible with God on your side. That's so, so good. You know, there's wow. a couple of those things that are so important. One is Christians do excellent work. Stand out for how good you are at your job and how hard you work because people will ask you questions. Number two, when you're going through something, people are really looking at you. I mean, you're under the microscope. Oh, he's a Christian? What's the deal there? I mean, you've got joy and you're going through this hard time. How could you encourage people? There's all sorts of different problems we have in the world, death and disease and divorce and all those things going on. How would you encourage the people that are listening right now to have the kind of joy that you have and to be able to share it with people when it's tough? Just accept Jesus, first of all, is to accept Jesus as, as your Lord and Savior and have complete faith in Him. And once you have complete faith, everything's just so much easier, you know? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you tie into a good church and good men, good good people. I mean, it, it's been such amazing for me to, at this church because um, I come from a little bit of a broken up family 
and uh one thing i love going to like these i went last night to the men's stakeout and i sit down and the older gentlemen they speak to me they talk to me and i and i feel like i have uncles i've always wanted uh, you know wow. and so it, good yeah it's 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 just amazing it's it's really good i mean you have to like i said I, I would say key is to accept jesus and then it just comes from there and then he's just there for you fills you and you're able to take all these steps that day you asked me to come on the podcast it was funny because mike was talking about mike van meter van meter was talking about you got to be in the right places to accept god and you got to trust in god and have faith in him no matter what and so i went down to the altar and i talked and i asked god because this is an important week for me it was my birthday on saturday and i wanted this week just to be all about god and then so saturday's uh the men's conference so that my whole thing is everyone's like what are you doing for your birthday going to men's conference <laughs> and course, i'm all let's go everybody. so i got a few guys from work i got a bunch of people coming so i was like okay and so i went down there and i asked god to give me the courage to speak his word the wisdom to speak his word and i'll and i'm willing to do whatever he ha wants me to do tell me where to go and then as soon as i come out from being on my knees i come out and you're like miguel come here you want to be on the podcast and i was like whoa that was quick <laughs> I, love I love it you know um one thing that i really appreciate is the way that you share and the way that you talk and your relationship with jesus is just real it's genuine it's real Amen, it's yeah. not some kind of uh debate or anything just like franco right he's yeah. just telling you the truth that he knows it might not be that you know you got healed and your kidney is 100 healthy but the lord is navigating a way for you and you're being faithful to him i love the fact that you gave your life to jesus and you got baptized because that's what you do yeah that's what jesus you know said repent and be baptized and so you're just doing what he said and you're sharing what you know you know what you're experiencing and i think everybody can do that you don't have to be some big evangelist to have an incredible impact yeah no i would agree and the other thing I, I realized too is that there's different types of healing like maybe my kidneys aren't 100 percent healed but after i got baptized so many things went away because my kidneys don't work so my body is constantly filled with toxins and um i used to wake up in the morning and i have about 30 40 minutes in the morning where I, i'm i'm throwing up i'm dizzy I'm nauseated and I can barely get a hold of myself. And I was living like that for a long time. So my wife would see me like that in the morning. And I'm like walking out the house with my lunch pail. Uh, 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 oh and she's looking gosh. at me like, where are you going? <laughs> you know, and then so I'd walk out, I'd do my 12 hours, 10 hours, and I'd come back home. And after working all that time and working, I would have muscle spasms all night long because of the toxins in my muscles and i would have these horrible spasms in my legs like all night long my hands i can't use them at the end of the night even to hold a fork and uh after i got baptized those went away I, those went away like a lot Jesus. of things went away the healing came and then the depression went away 
the sadness went away. So I, Franco was right. I, I was cured. I, yeah. was, I was cured. You know, he, he cured me, helped me in so many ways, and then gave me the strength and the courage to carry on with the rest that I have, which I understand why I have to carry it because it's to show his glory and show his light. And when I go into these dialysis clinics, I bring God's light in there with me Amen. to these people that are in dark oh, places. Yeah. So I understand, but he, the, the healing, it does happen. It's it's amazing that how do I go from throwing up every morning, shaking and going through that and having muscle spasms at night to gone. I'm yeah. Sorry, you know, sorry. <laughs> Praise <laughs> God. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's that was Jesus. That's yeah, a good clap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just gone. It, it was amazing. I can't even describe the feeling of not having to go through those pains anymore. Yeah. And then the other thing is that I was declining so much, so quick, my kidney function. And it, I said it had jumped up from 11 to 13, then it jumped to 14, and then I've just been coasting at 14%. And the doctors, they don't have an answer. I know the answer, mm. you know, uh, but, uh, yeah. It, and then I've told them when the doctor comes, I don't know. And I'm like, it's God. <laughs> I don't mind telling anybody, everybody, yeah, what's keeping me going and what's keeping my kidneys when there's no other medical answer for it. Yeah. Know? We've had a few stories like uh, Rocky Craig's when he was battling cancer and um, and it made his faith come more alive than ever. With, where with some people, you would maybe question your faith, like, yeah. wait a minute, why would a wonderful God do this? And he said the same thing that you said. It gave him an opportunity wherever he went, he was able to share the goodness of God in the midst of adversity because people are going through so many different things. And I think that's one thing that we, you know, people that are listening, we really want to challenge them in. When things are going easy, go share the Lord and the goodness of God. Don't wait until something catastrophic happens. Yeah. You know, get on that because we've got so much to be grateful for. So I, th I think that's really, really important to wake up and to be challenged because people that are going through really hard things are doing a great job of sharing the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what I want to do. I want to pray because I think that there are um, people going through some hard things that are listening to this. Like they may listen when it comes out on Monday. They may listen to it, who knows, a year from now. God knows. So I want to pray for those people in, in a hard time to trust the Lord like you're talking about and to see how that adversity can be used, that testimony, exactly what you said, that testimony. And it's really, really simple. Uh, how many years of seminary did you go to? Seminary? Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to, yeah. right? You don't have to. What you have to do is be able to share your testimony and what you know to be true. I don't know. Do you want to you pray for those people? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to pray. All right. Let's That's do it, sweet. Miguel. All right. Pray for them. All right. Heavenly Father, I ask that you be there for those who are in dark times and show them that you are the light, Lord. No matter how dark times are, you are the light that will shine through and carry them on. Nothing, no sickness, no burden, no anxiety, nothing is stronger than your light, Lord. You have the ability to bring us out of anything and carry us through. With you by our side, there's nothing we can overcome. And I just wish that you would touch everyone's, everyone that's going through a tough time, and even those who aren't, to help those speak to those that are going through a tough time and help them 
Fill your love, your kindness, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. I want to I second this prayer. People listen to episodes when they get to them. So I don't know when somebody's going to hear this one. You can start at the first one. You can start at the most current one. But I want to pray for you, Miguel. And yeah. I want the people that are listening to this podcast, whenever you hear this, I want you to stop, pause the podcast, after you like, share, rate, and review. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to pray for Miguel. So let's pray right now as a family, as a Sent 315 family. Yeah. Father, this is a story of your goodness. This is a story of what happens when you are drawing somebody to yourself in so many different ways. Father, I just ask that you would heal Miguel, that he would have a great kidney, that he would be healthy, that he have a long life. And in the beginning of this, Father, where you've, um, he hasn't had all of these symptoms, these terrible things that he's had to go through on a daily basis, and you've just immediately removed all of them through prayer and baptism and his obedience. You just, out of your goodness and your mercy, you've done that, Father. So I ask that you would complete the good work that you're doing in Miguel. And I also pray for his family. I know it, it must cause fear to happen, to be scared about the unknown. And so, Father, I pray for his wife and his kids and his brothers and those people that love him so much that you'll remove that and give them a deep, abiding joy, one that goes with them everywhere. And I especially pray for his son who came to me personally, took me aside, and uh, I said, thank you for what you're doing for my father. Thank you, Father. He is he's a good young man. <laughs> we love you, Lord. We look forward expectantly to what you are going to do in Miguel's life and in the life of everybody who's listening who is sent. <laughs>